Welcome everybody to Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley presented by Edmonton International Raceway. In this episode of the podcast, I will go over the 2023 Edmonton International Raceway schedule. And my guest is the 2022 Superstock, now named the NASCAR Late Models Rookie of the Year, Mike Ironman Sawyer. The green flag is waving. Turning laps with Mr. Smiley starts now. Welcome, everybody, to Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway. Before I get into our interview and review of the key dates on the 2023 EIR schedule, I'm sorry I missed Alfresco Contractors. They are one of EIR's sponsors in 2022 on the last podcast. Alfresco Contractors is an innovative company offering diverse services. Their bread and butter is underground infrastructure, earthworks, demolition, hired equipment, snow removal are additional services they provide. They also provide aggregates from their Gwyn gravel pit location. Regardless of size, shape, or scope, they approach each project with the same commitment and dedication. Using decades of extensive experience and knowledge from the green flag to the checkered flag. If you require any additional information regarding any of their services, feel free to contact their corporate office at 780-458-5833 or their Gwyn Gravel Pit location at 780-352-6601. The 2023 Edmonton International Raceway schedule is out, starting on Saturday, June the 3rd, and ending on Saturday, September 16th. Spectator gates will open at 4 p.m., with the green flag dropping shortly after 6 p.m. once we finish our opening ceremonies and a live performance of our national anthem. That's right, we don't use a recorded anthem here at Edmonton International Raceway. One very noticeable change for the 2023 season is the renaming of the NASCAR Superstocks to the NASCAR Late Models. There will be more changes to come, but everyone will have to stay tuned. But more importantly, you've got to come out to Edmonton International Raceway to find out what these changes are going to be. The green flag drops again on June the 3rd with our Fan Appreciation Season Opening Event. Not only do we have a full slate of our NASCAR home track racing action, all of our classes will be in attendance that night, the IMCA Modifieds are making an appearance, and our Mini Cups will also be in action. But we also have fan giveaways and so much more that night as our appreciation to you, the fans, and welcoming in the season of 2023 at Edmonton International Raceway. June 10th brings the return of the Bucks. Bucks Auto Race Erect Enduro. They headlined that night of NASCAR home track racing action. 
The Roy Ross Memorial IMCA Modify event will top the card of NASCAR Home Track Racing on June 17th. The on-track carnage returns on June 24th with the first of three hit-to-pass Night of Carnage events. The stackers also return that night to complete the NASCAR home track racing action to close out the month of June. Canada's birthday just got amped up on July the 1st with a free party for all. I invite all Alberta car, truck, and motorcycle clubs for a show and shine at Edmonton International Raceway on Canada Day. You can email me, Mr. Smiley, at turninlaps at gmail.com or Loretta at speedway at cyban.net for more details. Devin Dino will be on hand for everyone to test the top speed of your own vehicles. And when I mean vehicles, I mean it could be cars, trucks, motorcycles, golf carts. Yes, you heard right. Golf carts can even be put on John's Dino. We will also have racing action that night with our future stocks and stackers, each running a free show for everyone in attendance. I will be spinning tunes that evening and co-hosting the day's events with the night ending with fireworks and more music to keep the Canada Day party going. More activities will be announced, so keep an eye on our website, edmontonraceway.com. Arrive early for the best seats for this free event. The show and shine is going to start at 5 p.m. Racing is going to start at 7 p.m. For the month of July, NASCAR home track racing action dominates for the next three events leading into Pinty Series. For the next three events, July the 8th, the Pure Stocks are featured with their door-to-door beating and banging action. July 15th, the Thunder Cars make some noise and hit the track for their feature event. Plus, we still have a full slate of NASCAR home track racing action with our supporting classes for both of those events as well on July 8th and 15th. The NASCAR Pinty's weekend at EIR starts Friday, July 21st with full slate of NASCAR home track racing action with the future stocks taking the main event. Thunder cars, the pure stocks, stackers, mini cups will also be on the card. After the main event of that night, join NASCAR drivers for a meet and greet in our VIP area. Now, the biggest event of the season is the next day on July 22nd when Canada's best NASCAR drivers hit the bullring that is known as Edmonton International Raceway when the NASCAR Pinty Series returns once again for the Bear 300. Alex Tagliani won the poll for last year's Bear 300. Can he do it again this year? Last year's race was won in overtime by Mark Antoine Camerand, who went on and became the NASCAR Pinty Series champion for 2022. Can he repeat as race winner in 2023 and a series champion? Again, we shall see. Also that day, back by popular demand, the Mini Cups will entertain, plus the NASCAR Pure Stocks Racing Showcase featuring our future stocks in the field. Your Bear 300 ticket includes the July 21st event for free. Buy your tickets online at edmontonraceway.com today. Also, Edmonton International Raceway is giving away two Pinty Series general admission tickets One set will be drawn in June and one set will be drawn in July. 
Winners will be drawn at random from ballots collected from EIR patrons and fans. The more events you attend, the better your chance to win your way in. There'll be more draws throughout this race season. Fans, again, you must be at the track to find out what these draws are going to be. The second hit to pass, Night of Carnage, headlines the August 5th return to racing after the Pinty Series race break. Also, NASCAR home track classes return for on-track racing action, along with the IMCA Modifieds battling it out on the bullring. Enduro Racing returns with the Bucks Auto Racer Wreck grabbing the main event on August the 12th. Also that night, the Thunder Cars Pure Stock Future Stocks highlight the night with NASCAR home track racing action. Also, the Stackers grab a spot on the card. The Mini Cups may be small, but they got all the heart that the grown-up kids have, and they topped the card on August 19th. Leading up to the Mini Cups grand finale of the evening, the IMCA Modifieds do battle on the bullring. NASCAR home track action from the late models, Thunder Cars, Pure, and Future Stocks also round out the racing action that night. August closes out on the 26th with the much-awaited return of the Drifters. They are going to be putting on a smoke show. But before the haze from all the tires fill the air, the Future Stocks and Stackers hit the track with shows. September launches on the 2nd with a kids' night. Back to school bash at Edmonton International Raceway with giveaways and great NASCAR home track racing with the late models headlining the NASCAR action with appearances by the Thunder Cars. Pure and Future Stocks will also do battle and the Racer Wreck Enduro will also be run that night. The final NASCAR home track points event of the 2023 season will be decided on September the 9th. Champions for Edmonton International Raceway will be crowned when the NASCAR late models, Thunder Cars, and Pure Stocks crown champions. Also, the Future Stocks Mini Cups and IMCA Modifieds also decide their track champions that night. The final night of Carnage! The Hit to Pass event closes out the season on September 16th, featuring shows by the Future Stocks. IMCA Modifieds and Stackers, they will lead up to the final Night of Carnage event of the Hit to Pass, battling on the quarter-mile bullring. Of course, all of these events on the schedule is subject to change. Tickets for the 2023 Edmonton International Raceway season are available online at edmontonraceway.com. Also available are the ever-popular test drives, where you... The race fans can drive a real NASCAR stock car on our quarter-mile semi-banked bullring for the ultimate race fan experience. Book yours for the 2023 season today. My guest on Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley has earned the nickname Iron Man. This guy raced in three separate classes on the same night. He just bounced from one car to another to another with no break in between and I can tell you folks I worked with him the next day on our test drive program and he was a hurting unit he was extremely sore I don't think he'll ever do that again but we don't know yet 2023 season is just right around the corner and we'll find out ladies and gentlemen I introduce you to Mike Ironman Sawyer thanks a lot for taking time Ironman 
And let's start by saying how Iron Man is evolving and how the legend is beginning. Why did I give you that nickname, Mike? Well, you gave me that nickname after I ran my butt off night, one race (laughs) night, running three different cars. (laughs) Three heats each, plus another four-lap trophy dash. That was a night. That was was definitely a night. That was definitely a busy night for sure. I know it was a busy night for me and definitely a really super busy night for you as well. Didn't you have car issues that night with the Thunder car as well? Uh, yeah, I think that night, that uh, that day I had to uh, swap the carburetor. the carburetor out before right. the even started. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't slotted to run that car that night, but uh, <laughs> the car was giving me some troubles. Uh, found a donor carb for the race and gave her hell. Yeah, absolutely, man. That was that was the cool part. I'm I'm glad that actually worked out that way for you. So you actually got a chance to, you know, get on track and run the Thunder Car. Um, so you ran that night. It was the Thunder Car, yeah. the Stacker, and the Super Stock. Uh, yeah, that's right. And who was your Super uh, Stacker partner that night? It was. Well, I believe that was in Andrew Crandall that night. That was Andrew Crandall, and was he the wheel man or the pedal guy? I, he was the pedal guy. He was the pedal guy. Right on. Yeah, okay. And you were running against uh, somebody who never got into the stacker car before. So right. um, you had an advantage because you actually had the chance to run some laps with myself. And uh, I know Rob, he mentioned it yesterday, running some laps in yeah. the stacker car. I'm sure you got a chance to run more laps in the stacker car with other different people as yeah, well before yeah, not, that not too much but there's really a team effort when it comes to driving the stacker car i mean you have definite i know when you and i ran those few laps no communication we were bang, you were banging on the floor yeah 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 no yeah you can't can't communicate i don't know if you could hear me down there banging or not but uh, oh yeah i definitely did i knew exactly yeah. what you wanted to do when you were banging that was like yeah. let's go in so <laughs> we went in and yeah, then no, you said no. we'll back up and oh yeah that's no problem but during the race like when you and andrew and you also ran a couple other stacker events too with different partners yeah. so what was your communication like were you banging with each no. other no no we just uh gave her hell trusted each other and just went for it. How was it running against Erica? You were her crew chief and spotter for how many years? Uh, I did four or three years. Three years with Erica. Three years um, with Erica. Yeah. Spotting and, and uh, crew chief. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we uh, put on a lot of good races when I was spotting and crewing for her. But uh, racing against her was definitely something else. No hope in hell trying to uh, race against her, but uh, but being on the track with her is is it's awesome, you know. Um, you did a little bit of racing in Ontario before you moved out here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I started racing about twenty years ago um, in a in a race wreck enduro style racing. Um, mm-hmm. I had five or six cars of my own. Some lasted a few races. Some lasted one race. Um, you know, I, I it took a lot of a lot of time to learn. I was pretty much on my own through all of it, so uh, so had a little bit of help here and there. But um, yeah, it was uh, a lot of learning curves through that, and then uh, yeah, but fell in love with the sport. You did some time at the like we set up the track on our end here for when Pinties came out this summer. 
Um, but after the race was over, you hooked up with Mark Dilley's team and went to Saskatoon. Uh, tell everybody how that all came about. Like, how did that relationship with you and Mark Dilley's team and Mark begin with? Uh, that actually, I have uh, Eric Ethereum to thank for that again. Um, back in 2016, Mark Dilley was racing for Kerry Mix Racing, Mix Motorsports. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kerry Mix was looking for a couple extra hands out here when the uh, P- Pinties came out west and uh he reached out to erica um and uh she recommended recommended me to give him a hand so so 2016 was my first year with him um i was away from the track from 2017 to 2019 when they came back out in 2019 they reached out to me again and uh i was more than happy to give him a hand that was my first year going to saskatoon with them um, mm-hmm. saskatoon race was the wednesday before here at EIR. Right. And then, uh, so after 2019 with COVID and everything, Mixed Motorsports retired. Um, but Mark Dilley still uh, went to White Motorsports and uh, Mark Dilley gave me a call back in the spring and asked if I was still interested in giving him a hand. So here at uh, EIR in Saskatoon. And off you went. Yeah, you bet. It was a great time. That was awesome. I saw some of the photos you had when you were in Saskatoon with the team, and it looked like you had a lot of fun, but I bet you it was a lot of hard work come that race day, though. Oh, it's, it was a lot of hard work before the race day, even. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, spent a whole 12 hours in the shop working on the car um, in between. Yeah, well, yeah, lots of work goes into these cars in between I- races. I thought they did, but wow, something yeah. else to actually be behind the scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's five of us uh, slaving all day on these cars. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it's very interesting. And uh, Mark Dilley is part of White, White Motorsports, and they had uh, five cars down there or out west here for Pinties. So, oh, uh, yeah, right. There's uh, all five five of us in the shop that one day and um, yeah it was uh, quite the event and uh, were you working on the one car or were you working on all five no we we're just mostly fo- focused on mark's car um each car had their own crew so now when you uh again going back to when you were in saskatoon uh when you, i saw the pictures of you guys on the indoor go-karting track yes who won the race um I can't recall. I believe it was Andrew Ranger. He's he he's a good little go karter. I think that that boy could probably wheel anything. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he was putting up some fast times. Yeah, I think I can't recall who uh, who actually won, but he was at the top of the list for most of the most of the events there. That must have been really exciting for you. I mean, you got to actually race against Pinty's drivers and yeah. on a go kart track. So that must have been like just like me. That'd be an awesome wish list, you know. Yeah, it's- it was it was quite the experience. Definitely, uh, definitely one for the memories. And are you going to join back up with them when they come back out this way again for the next coming uh, next coming one? I can't see why I won't. <laughs> no. yeah. So what? I'll be there. What's next for Iron Mike Sawyer? Sorry, Mike Iron Man Sawyer for next season. Well, n- nothing confirmed yet. Uh, Working on some sponsorships, hopefully to get a full-time ride in the super stock. And are you going to be working on some of the cars during the off season? Oh, I imagine so. Let's uh, let's uh, 
a passion. Definitely enjoy working working on the test drive cars and and all the other cars we got running around the track. So. Right on. And speaking of test drives, that's where you and I got introduced was at the test drives. Yes. Yeah, um, it's been a great experience working with you with the test drives. I learned so much from you because I'm an auto mechanic by trade, but I know nothing when it comes to the the mechanical and physical end of a race car. I mean, this physics and the dynamics of a race car is so different than a passenger car. So to have you teach me some things like how to measure the tire stagger and, and some of the stuff that we've been talking about at the track, I've learned a lot from you. I've learned a lot from Ron. I've also learned a lot from Don Rendell. Um, but these new cars, these are a whole different ball game and stuff like that. Um, how many more of these cars are we putting together? Um, for test drives, I think uh, I think we're set up for test drive cars right now. Um, hopefully, hopefully we don't lose any in the, in the process here. But uh, you know, we got a couple of late models we're gonna throw together here this winter, and hopefully get to see them out on the track. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll have a lot more drivers out for next season. I know the call has been put out there for uh, funded and qualified drivers to come and join the late model class. Are you going to be driving in the Mustang next year, or are you going to switch to a different car? Um, I believe I'd, I'd probably be, if, I, uh, if sponsorship comes through, I'll probably be in that Mustang again, yeah, for sure. Back on to the test drives. Um, what's been your favorite aspect of the test drives getting to see all these smiling faces you know like you see what 20 30 40 people a weekend and uh about that yeah and then uh yeah i haven't seen one person go away without a smile it's uh it's quite the experience just to just to be uh around all these people experiencing a uh, race car for the first time or the second or third right um so yeah it's uh it's, it's that that's that's nice to see you know it's pretty heart heartwarming uplifting yeah and then when when we see them before they get into the car and you see some people are really really nervous and other people are like oh get me in the car i want to do this and you know which one do you find does better the nervous people or the ones that are all like gung-ho and then when they get strapped into the car reality sets in for them which one does, gives us the better show in your opinion ah uh, probably the nervous ones i'm thinking the nervous you know, ones yeah yeah i've seen uh seen a lot of nervous ones do well and i've seen a lot of people that are gung-ho that that uh <laughs> just drive at a nice comfortable pace let's say <laughs> let's say let's say i i do recall one incident this summer that had everybody in stitches and i'm sure you remember the person oh, I know the one you're talking about already Yep, and we there's a little TikTok video of you with Gigi. That was the grandmother, the ninety something year old lady. Um, she had such a tremendous blast, and she didn't realize it was over. What did no. you have to do that night? Oh, I had to. Uh, uh, I had to get her off the track somehow. <laughs> She's the only one left out there, so I uh, I put on my running shoes and I raced fair or. Raced on foot against her, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah that was quite comical. Trying to help guide her back into the pits. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then when they got a good show of that, I guess. But. but yeah, and then she said, I got some extra laps in. 
Yeah, yeah, she needed to take her victory lap there. What's been the most exciting experience on the test drive? Um, you know, there's there's been a couple of uh, people that come out and, and do an amazing, phenomenal job um, behind the wheel. Um, it's good to see people that want to uh, continue on and come back out to the track. I know we had a pure stock driver this year come out who uh, did a test drive last year and mm -hmm. got his own car and came out. And so it's, 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 it's nice to see those kind of stories. It's definitely, uh, definitely nice to see people getting into the sport. Right. Right. And they see their smiles when they come right out of the race car. That's to, yeah, that's, yeah. that really is the best. We can't get any better feeling than that. And to get the people back out to the track, cause that's what we want. We want these people that take these test drives to get into the race car. Because when I was racing and I'm sure you could say this, there's no better rush than when you take that green flag and you're going into turn number one at race speed right after the green flag you can't beat that adrenaline rush and it stays with you from practice all the way through that entire night yeah you bet yeah as soon as, soon as you strap in and uh hit that green flag yeah, it's it's uh it's 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 almost unexplainable the the feeling <laughs> it's 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 a really great feeling i did experience a feeling that was uh that did get the adrenaline pumping pretty good though this year um besides that uh seeing flames come up through your hood that uh that's a different level of excitement there too <laughs> <laughs> i bet it was i yeah. bet it was yeah. well you were that car was what that that engine let go about half a lap before you actually came to a stop yeah 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 i started seeing flames coming out as i was uh exiting too and and then finally got the car stopped safely out of the way um entering entering through there so yeah it, uh, yeah you, and, and the, the coolest part was they left the car on the racetrack true oh, enduro yeah. style it was an yeah. obstacle yeah. you gotta go around it they just made sure that you were safe out of the car the fire was out nothing was gonna cut like oh yeah and the fans they were just some of them were upset because they were like why aren't you putting any cautions why isn't the flag waving it's like this is a race wreck. There's no cautions in this. We yeah. only like we stop it for just a safety issue. Then it gets restarted back up again. So the race wreck and the, it's totally different rules. The same thing with hit to pass versus uh, the, our regular race events. Yeah. Um, I know you want to see more race wrecks happen for next season. Yeah, I'm. I'm always. I'm. All, I, I'll. I, I'll promote race wrecks right until my last day. I, it's it's a blast. Fans love it. Oh yeah, drivers love it. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely a nice nice break from competition. Let's say it's a different breed of racing. Like you're still still oval track, still running around in circles, but uh, you gotta conserve the car exactly right. That's the thing. Um, yeah. And when you blow a tire, because that's the biggest thing, it's it's tire conservation. When you blow a tire, you get into the pits. Uh, that takes quite, I mean, you lose laps. Yeah, yeah. when I blew my tire, I lost six laps, I think. I, I think so. I think, you, I think that's about what you lost. And yeah. it's really hard to come back from that when you blow a tire. So well, yeah. it's definitely tire management. And to further the Iron Mike 
or Iron Man, Mike Mystique here, and the legend, when that engine let go, you tried to source an engine and you couldn't. So what did you do to get back for the next racer wreck? Well, uh, in uh, in kind of a planned design, I, I also drove a car that was the same brand and make as my racer wreck car. Um, so when I couldn't source an engine easy enough, I pulled my car off the road and swapped the engine out so I could race the next weekend. <laughs> yeah. And um, then, and, and then after that race, you toyed with the idea of taking that engine out of the race car and putting it back in your passenger car. I did, but the race, the engine didn't hold up quite like I wanted it to. I, uh, Ended up overheating it again, twice. <laughs> so uh, I decided not to, not to, and and then thankfully I, I had a second vehicle for on the road, so I wasn't left stranded. Yeah, so I I just figured I'd I'd just leave both of them and send them both to the junkyard. But uh, I ended up finding another donor car about a month ago. <laughs> so I put the engine back into my road car. <laughs> Sucker for punishment. <laughs> no, you just got you just got a passion. I, I I've told a couple people now. If I take if I mention I'm going to take the engine back out of my road car and put it in the race car, just slap me. <laughs> it's tempting, but I don't. Know. Well, that's a lot of work. I mean, you got to, well, at least you have access to a shop where you could do do that with a hoist, right? So, well, now I do. Yeah. The, now you do. When I first did it, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That must have been uh, quite a quite a task to do that in pit road at the racetrack without a hoist. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, we had a tow truck available. <laughs> <laughs> Remove the hood, get that boom in there, and pull that, ho- pull that exactly. engine. Exactly. <laughs> now with the hoist, you just do the engine cradle, take everything, unhook everything, and pull, uh, lift the body off. Yep. Make it nice and easy for you. Yeah, I'm getting better at it though. I, I only took me a a day to have it in, and then maybe next time it'll be even less time. So next time, if you blow the engine in a race, you'll be able to get it in and out. You'll be <laughs> maybe back in the race. Who knows? Maybe yeah. back in the race. Who knows? That's right. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's awesome. We had a good turnout of fans this year and a very diverse crowd of fans this year, I might add. I, I'm sure you noticed that as well when you took a look at the, at the, at the faces and the crowd in the stands uh, on the non-Pinties events. Like We had a diverse crowd of people here um, from every walk of life. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing, NASCAR and racing in general, we don't discriminate. We're all inclusive. Yeah. You know, so it's like, come on out, folks. We're located just 40 minutes south of, of the city. You mm-hmm. know, um, we're even that, that makes it sound like it's, it's far. It's not even that far. I, it's I not even that far. To the no. city. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. No, <laughs> that's 40 minutes on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a quick 40 minutes if it is. Uh, that's true. That's true. But with the city of ex- Edmonton expanding so much, it only takes like 20 minutes before you actually reach Nisku, which is now the south side of Edmonton. Yeah. 
So that's that's just something else. But it's a really good family atmosphere as well. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. You know, um, one thing that we did something new this year, and I don't know what your thoughts were on it, was the fan interaction that we started to create by doing this past the catch-up and that. Um, in your opinion, from a driver's point of view, all the extracurricular things that the track has started to do, um, has that made an improvement with bringing more fans out to the track? I mean, the previous years, they were COVID years. Yeah. So we yeah, can't really yeah. judge that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I think fan interaction is 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 huge, and uh, it definitely brings people back for sure. I know um, back when when I was a spectator, um, fan interaction was was definitely huge. I I love going to the races and, and something interactive be going on. So yeah, it's it's uh it's got to it's got to bring more people out for sure on a more regular basis. From a driver's point of view, um, would you like to see the drivers interacting? And I'm not talking about you specifically, but the other drivers around the pits. Would you like to see them interacting a lot more frequently than they do with the fans? I mean, we open up the gates at the end of the night and let everybody come down to the pits to meet the fans and stuff. We occasionally have the driver that will occasionally go up to the stands and mingle with their family and some of the, some of their fans that they bring with them. But, you know, would it be a lot more, you know, let's get more fan interaction, like give out local track hero cards, like the Pinty's guys did. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, yeah. You, yeah. I, when we have an autograph session, for uh, certain classes, um, you know, in the middle of the race before, like during intermission, and whatnot, it's usually a big hit. Um, kids love it, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, and and it's great that, that when the kids are loving it, it's it's bringing new new faces into the sport, right? Um, so yeah, driver interaction with fans is huge. Mm -hmm. I believe, um, you know, that we wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for the fans. Um, there's, it's no fun to race with, without a, somebody watching. That, you know? Definitely not. I, I, that's my point of view. I, I could drive around in circles in a parking lot, you know, and, and <laughs> that's no fun. I'd rather drive around racetrack and, you know, people cheering on. There's two classes that, it, that we run at Edmonton International Raceway that you qualify to run in. Are you going to run the Pure Stock or IMCA given an opportunity to do so? Yeah, if I were given an opportunity, I'd, I'd, I'd try it out. IMCA looks fun. Um, I find open wheel a little intimidating for myself. I'd rather feel my fender getting crunched in rather than my wheel going over top of somebody else's wheel. Yeah, that would definitely, I, I, I would agree with you on that one. In the Enduro, I had a car come up over top. <laughs> yeah, that was enough. I, <laughs> <laughs> interesting. It was enduro though, so you know, um, just a little tin bash back out. But but yeah, speeds that the uh, IMCA's are running, it's uh, could cost a lot of money in the end. <laughs> it, it could absolutely. I, I would agree with that one. Now I gotta ask the aftermath of driving the three cars in the one night. It put your body through a lot, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The next day, I couldn't move. Um, well, you see me at test drives. Like, you were hurting. I was I was a hurting unit. Um, you know, it, it's, 
it's a lot to drive one car. Um, mm -hmm. Especially when you're uh, when you got a super stock or or you know, there's your body goes through a lot. Just even climbing in and out of a car, you know, you you gotta contort yourself in certain ways that your body just doesn't do, you know, on a day to day basis. Strapping yourself in, you know, with the five point harness, you're 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 pulling those belts really tight. That that's hard. Really tight. That's hard on your body as well. Um, the forces that the just uh, centrifugal force when you're going around corners, and whatnot, pulling your body sideways. It's uh especially when you don't have a car or a seat that's specifically set up for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it takes a lot. So, yeah, the next day there's a lot of Tylenol involved. Um, Mike Ironman Sawyer not only won the Ironman Award, but he also got Rookie of the Year in the Superstocks as well. Yeah, yeah, that was a, it was a joke to me at the beginning of the year. I'm like, hey, Loretta, wouldn't... Uh, doesn't my name sound good with Rookie of the Year? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, just a great opportunity. I was um, able to run the Superstock for every race, and and uh, which put me in that position to, to be the Rookie of the Year. Who was your toughest competition when you were uh, running that class? Uh, myself. Your mental game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go out there. I wanted to run well. Um, but I also knew that... Uh, the car wasn't ready to run how I would comfortably run it. So it was, I'm still, I'm a rookie in, in, a, mm -hmm. in, in this class. So it's, it's totally different ball game for me. Um, I've been driving front wheel cars mostly for, for most of my, uh, racing go. And, um, so yeah, it was just challenging myself. I, I am still learning, um, as I'm sure I will be for years and years, uh, what, what lines run, you know, how to, how to enter and exit and cruise through the apex of the corners, you know, it's, um, it's a challenge. So, so I had to concentrate every lap, not to drive too hard in, you know, not to drive too hard off. Yeah. It's, a uh, definitely a huge mental game. It's not just, uh, Put your foot down and go. It's uh, hitting your brake pedal at the right pressure at exactly the right time. You know, letting off throttle at this time, let on at this time. Ross Chastain's move, the Martinsville wall move. <laughs> Got to talk about that one, bud. Just fucking, like, send it. just fucking send it. Oh, buddy, that was just that something was else. Have you tried, like, I, I used to play the video game NASCARs all the time, and that was a thought in my head. I can't do that on iRacing because of the, the way they have safety rating and iRating, and it really affects uh, the your competition that you drive in. But doing those video game cheats and video game moves, I never in my life would even think about trying something like that in, in the real world. But he had the cojones to do it, like, yeah yeah that's uh good for him i think that was uh that was quite the move um you know I've, I've i've never thought of it at the point of actually thinking that it would be beneficial but there's been times where i've been up close to the wall and thought you know <laughs> if i just ride this out maybe it might get me somewhere <laughs> you know, um yeah it was that was that was something else um it was good for him Okay. Do you think we're going to see more people try that in Martinsville? You know, the, there might. Um, 
there might be more people, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it. That's it's 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 not something that should be practiced. <laughs> it's especially you know in Ross Chastain's position where he had to make those positions to advance. Sure, he he did it smart. He kept it on the wall. Um, you know, but, you know these, some of these guys might just try to come off the wall and end up wrecking the whole half the field or something. So, especially on that short little track, it wouldn't take much to wreck half a field. I, w- I was speaking with Erica Thiering a few days ago. Oh. And, yeah, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she had nothing but great things to say about you, Matt. Really great things. If she was going to get back on the national circuit, Pinty's or another touring, do some touring races, are you going to join her? No, yeah, hands down. Hands down? Yeah. I like working with Erica. She's a yeah? pain in the butt sometimes. <laughs> no. I, I'm sure she could say the same thing about you too, right? Oh, probably. Dude, it was great talking with you. I yeah, had a blast nice. just talking racing and, and everything else. Is there something you want to close with or or anything, bud? No way. No, no way. Thank you for having me on. That's a- Not a problem. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it and everything, Mike. Iron Man, Mike Sawyer, ladies and gentlemen, the legend really began this season at Edmonton International Raceway, and the legend will continue for 2023 and consecutive years. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you. Usually at this point of the show, this is where I reserve a white flag editorial comment. This episode of Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley is in memory of a racing innovator, Ken Block, who tragically lost his life in a snowmobile accident. Again, this episode of Turning Laps with Mr. Smiley is in memory of racing innovator, Ken Block, who tragically passed away in a snowmobile accident. And now the black flag, that's the disclaimer. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are mine and the guests appearing on Turn and Laps with Mr. Smiley and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Edmonton International Raceway, also abbreviated as EIR, EIR's sponsors or racers, NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, and their affiliate sponsors. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes and entertainment only. The Turn and Laps with Mr. Smiley name and all forums and abbreviations are the property of its owner, that's me, and its use does not imply endorsement of or opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. The checkered flag. Thank you folks for tuning in. Much appreciated. Don't forget, tell all of your friends, like me on social media, turn in laps with Mr. Smiley. Thank you to my guest, Iron Man Mike Sawyer. Stay tuned for the next Turn in Laps with Mr. Smiley, presented by Edmonton International Raceway.